Teachers are ordained and anointed by God to correct, reprove, and instruct in righteousness. Teachers are disciples held to a higher standard and confidence. Teachers are offenders of evil because they speak God's truth. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Welcome, beautiful people, to another episode of The Teaching Prophet. I am she, she is me, Tangela L. Clayton, the master teacher, delivering lessons for the Lord. Hey, we are continuing our learning journey through the book of Acts. We are in chapter 15. If you have not, if you're just not joining us, I encourage you to go back to chapters 1 through 14. Get those lessons. Take your Bible, your prayer, your, your study Bible, not just any Bible, your study Bible, uh, pen and paper so you can take notes so you can receive of the Lord. I encourage you to go back. However, if you've been on this journey with us, you know that in the book of Acts, we focus on a specific audience, a key personality trade, and a few words or phrases from the chapter. All right, chapter 15. Oh my goodness. Uh, just the sheer... Um obstacles or the just the blocking of even trying to record this um studying this particular chapter i don't know what's going to happen but i I tell you the enemy is upset but that's okay he's already defeated okay so (laughs) he can go somewhere and sit down all right so our audience our audience we are going to be talking to dissenters Yes, dissenters, people who do not agree, nonconformists, uh, dissenters. That is the noun verb of the noun form of dissent. We're talking to dissenters, people who separate themselves, who are nonconformists, who they just don't agree. All right. Then we're going to be talking about, we're also going to be talking about the verb form of the word descent which is to separate from a people place or thing the action the act of dissenting and then we're going to be talking about dissension when it happens when a mass group of people is they just do not agree to the point where they dissent from each other the dissension of a thing all right and inside of that we're talking about emissaries emissaries are they diplomats that are sent on a mission so inside the dissenters and this whole thing of dissension we have emissaries we have people who are sent with a particular mission okay all right the attribute for these people are resolute the attribute is resolute it is to be purposely determined, resolute. So our key words on, on today are going to be unmoved, unbothered, and unbossed. Unmoved, not changed in your purpose or your intentions. Unbothered, not showing or feeling a lack of concern for a thing. This is, it could, it's going to go both ways, good and bad. And then unbossed. 
All right, so this is fairly a new word, and this, and I've heard this somewhere. I can't remember where I heard this, and as I was studying this uh, a couple of years ago, I, like I said, I've had these lessons already written out. But when I heard the word unbossed, I was like, "Oh, that fits into this," and so I went searching for uh, an appropriate definition, and I prayed about the definition, and this is what I got: not under the influence of others. Who appear to have authority. Unbossed. Not under the influence of others. Who appear to have authority. Alright. So it's time for us to dig into the chapter. And, and, and get our uh, foundation here. So we're going to again chapter 15. In the book of Acts. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. Because it's just easier to read. And easier to understand, especially in a platform like this. All right. So it said, and certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the customs of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through um, Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God chose among us that I may that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear me, should hear the word of God and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And after they had become silent, James answering, saying, men and brethren, listen to me. Simon, which is Peter, has declared how God at first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with this words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, after this, I will return and will build the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up. This is Amos. Then he goes on to quote Isaiah so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says Lord, who does all these things. 
Now, known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that they write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual uh, immorality, from things strangled and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of them of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was also surnamed Barsabas and Silas, leading men among the brethren. They wrote this letter by them, the apostles, the elders and the brethren to the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria and Cecilica. Greetings, since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we have no such commandment. It seemed good to us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by the word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered a multitude together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. Now Judas and Silas themselves, being a, being prophets, also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had stayed for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now, Barnabas was determined to take with him John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not agreed, had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they departed from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark, which is John, and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commend, commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cecilica, strengthening the churches. Bless the Lord. The enemy trying to get in here and mess me up on my tongue. But that's okay. We're going to go on. You see the words. You hear the words. May you be blessed by the words. All right. Dissenters. Dissension. Dissent. You can be a dissenter. You can dissent. Or you can operate in the spirit of both the noun and the verb. You could just be just dissenting. I just don't want to do that. Um, that's not something that I agree with. So I'm going to hold my own. 
You could be a dissenter. You can completely dissolve yourself from a thing and act in that dissension and become, you know, an epistle of your own, right? So let's break down the verses. So I want to break them down all the way down. So we got verses one through six. The early church was dissenting from the normal customs of the day. So my study Bible says that the central matter of the Jerusalem council was rather Gentile Christians had to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. Given the Jewish roots of Christianity, it is understandable that the church had to grapple with this issue in an era of transition. So they was transitioning. This was a great transition because as we mentioned before in the earlier lessons and as we read in the Bible, it was it's Jewish customs to when they go into a city to preach to the Jews first. Once they give the Jews the first right of refusal, because most of them always usually refuse to receive the resurrected Jesus, they move on to the Gentiles. So they go by the customs of the day, but they were breaking customs by giving or providing the Gentiles a way to salvation because many 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 Jews believe that salvation was only for them so how dare you take you know the master's meat and give it to the servants give it to the lesser of people transitions are always controversy I always feel I'm sorry feel with controversy because you are unlearning undoing a lot of the customs rather be just a little bit you're dissenting from a lot of the customs of the day or of old so that you can grab hope to the freedoms that are to be experienced in Jesus a lot of people they are in transition you are in you are dissenting from a lot of the old customs and the old things that you've seen that has been done in church and has been done in many churches because you are experiencing new freedoms new freedoms doesn't mean that you are doing everything all willy-nilly that you're out there just you know um doing whatever you want no you're finding that there are some old things that doesn't work or can't work for your life today for the for the christians of today um i seen this trend it was like what are some some minor i can't believe really know the word what are some minor things generational curses that you're breaking and people are saying oh i'm breaking um oh young black girl you can get in the pool we'll wash your hair we'll rebraid we'll do this i remember that i remember a lot of kids um wouldn't get in the pool because their parents didn't want to wash their hair. It was just a big old thing. Or if they got in the pool, they only got waist deep. They only did put their feet in the pool. Um, that was a lot. Of, that was a burden. You stopped that child or people have stopped their children back then from getting from having so much fun in their childhood with swimming, which now we're realizing that, you know, drownings are high among the black and brown community. It's very hot because nobody, you didn't learn how to swim because the hair, because of your hair. Um, some other things I know, like, uh, there's a story that, um, 
man married his wife and he asked her, why do you cut off the butt of the whole chicken before you put it in the pan? Oh, because my mother did it. So he goes and asks the mother and she said, oh, because my mother did it. And then the, the next mother was like, oh, because my mother did it. He was like, wait a minute. Why did you cut off the pan, the butt of the chicken? He said, oh, my pan was too small. <laughs> so I had to cut the butt of the chicken off so the, so the chicken could fit in the pan. Some of these customs and some of these things that we're doing nowadays don't even make sense. It made sense for that great great grandmother to cut the butt of the chicken off because it couldn't fit in the pan. But because we didn't ask and we're just sitting there passing down traditions and customs and passing down things. We don't even know why we're passing it down. We don't even know why we do it because later on it is said that and I'm going to skip down to my other point. Moses, the, the Jews didn't even hold the customs. They didn't even hold what Moses was saying and doing. But yet you want to burden somebody else with it? Okay, hold on. Let me back up. Let me back up. But yeah, you can't be burdening people with stuff. Ask questions. Ask questions. But hey, a lot of older people felt like if you ask questions, you were being disrespectful. That's another generational curse thing. Um, But we're not going to get off in that tangent. Transitions are hard. Again, because you are unlearning customs and, and traditions that doesn't make sense or doesn't work for this for this movement of the Holy Spirit and you're experiencing more freedoms. So it's also it's hard and you're going to come up against oppositions. Verses seven through eleven. Peter stands up and remind them, hey, this is this is what happened. One God told me to go to the Gentiles. They received it. They believed it. Um, they believed in the resurrection of the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the Holy Spirit fell upon them Two, God offered them the same pattern of conversion to the Jews as well as the Gentiles. He is not making any distinction in the building of his church. He's not making any ethnic distinction. He is not saying you're not a Jew. You can't receive this. No, he's saying salvation is for everyone. Okay. Three, the Jews could not keep the laws of Moses. This was, I was talking about earlier. So why should we burden the Gentiles with that? Why? And then four, he insisted that salvation through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ was free. Freedoms, free, free, free. Rituals such as circumcisions and all that other stuff they was trying to make the uh, Gentiles do does not save anyone. Again, go back to these customs, these old tradition, these things that we were taught and we are we are being told that we have to be burdened to do. I remember seeing what what they call it, the Tarian bench. I know some of y'all remember that Tarian bench. <laughs> I know some of y'all were on it. And they would hover over us and they would stand over us and you have to sit there and you slobbing out your mouth. You about that you about to have an asthmatic attack. You are sitting there going through it because them folks say you ain't gotta get back down there. And so they wanted to see you almost at your worst. They wanted to break you. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. They was trying to break us. They wanted you to break to say you had the Holy Spirit. I mean, they would have folks there for hours and hours on end. Man, if y'all don't get up out of here. I remember one day I got up and walked. I got up and went back to my seat. And it's oh, she don't want it. I'm a child. I am a child. 
I'm not doing this. Y'all pushing my head down and pushing my back. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. Don't do that. So I remember those days, and I remember people sitting, you know, going through the motions, and you know, my other cousins and stuff. They going through the motions, and they get up, and they be like, "I got it. You don't have it. Yeah, but you going back out and do the same thing you was doing before you went down there." Even as a child, I understood that. I understood that something was wrong about that. First of all, I ain't like nobody pushing my head back down and you, you, you slobbing and you got all this and they got this bucket in front of you and all these towels and uh, what is it called? Paper towels and tissues and full of spit and stuff. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come back, Tangela. Come back. Come back. Come back. That was just like a horrifying experience. But that is one of the traditions and the customs of old that um I'm sure glad some churches are getting away from. That stuff don't save people. Salvation is free. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and was raised from the dead. You are saved. Okay. Don't be doing all that crazy stuff. All right. Verses 12 through 21. Now here's James. He James is the brother of Jesus. Now he's pointing out that when Peter first went to the Gentile, that was controversy in itself. That was the biggest first controversy they had to go through. Right. They hurdled that. Then he began to cite the prophets Amos and Isaiah in foretelling that the Gentiles would be offered salvation. He ended his speech with the stance that the Gentiles should not have to put on the yoke of circumcision. Do not trouble them. The law of Moses is being read, but it wasn't all that clear. It could mean so many different things. What, you know, the Jews can, will interpret it one way. They are starting this new or venturing on this new path of um, bringing in Christian that is outside the Jewish, you know, uh, nationality, the Jewish, you know, people. So they're going, they, they might interpret the law of Moses one way. But one thing that we should not do, according to James, is we should not make the customs that's over here customs worldwide. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be doing that. So verses 22 to 32, they agreed. The apostles agreed. Everybody agreed. So they begin, they write this letter and, um, and they send the letter by Paul and Barnabas. And then they send Judas and Silas with them to confirm not only the letter, but to confirm Paul and um, Barnabas that yes, the apostles did write this letter. They wanted to squash a dissension of the Gentile saints. So this is going to divide those people. This is going to separate them people because they didn't know. And so it was going to cause a mass dissension. So they wanted to squash that. They wanted to, no, 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 no. They did not want the division of the ministry to happen because of some Jews attack on their conversion. People will come to divide the work. They will come to divide the work. It is all Satan's plan. To confuse people, to get people to, to, to start believing or start thinking, oh, he's doing his planting the seed. That was a that was a seed of dissension. That's all they're doing is planting that seed, and then it gets you to start thinking, well, maybe I have to get circumcised. And, and these are grown people. Some of these people are old. Some of these people, you know, have gone their whole life without being circumcised. And you're talking about sending them <laughs> in that day, no medicine, no numbing cream, no nothing to go be circumcised ouch ouch some people will say well then i don't i don't want to serve that god if i gotta go through all that pain i don't want to serve that jesus Mm-mm. it's enough 
that I'm 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 going outside of my my paganism. I'm going out. I'm going against my own customs to believe on a man that you know people are saying were well, only for the Jews. People are saying that. Not God. God didn't say that. People are saying that. And now you want me to uh go get circumcised? Hmm. No, I'm good. And so that's what the enemy wanted. That's what those certain Jews wanted. And here's the thing. They were Jews who themselves had been converted. Don't get it twisted. So many a times the enemy is not outside the church. The enemy is right there shouting, lifting their hands, singing on the praise team, singing on a choir, on the deacon board, in the pulpit. Sitting right there on the first row. They know all the dictates and customs and acts. And they know when to say amen. They know when to throw up their hands. They know all the religious uh, traditional things to do in church. However, they are not for the mission of God. They are not for the expanding of the gospel. They are not for the edifying of Jesus Christ. They are not. These people are not for the movement of Christ. They're not for the elevation of others, but they save. They're sitting there. They're right there in the church. They are causing dissension within the church. And we let them. We let them. Yeah, we let them. We don't call them out. We just say, oh, that's just sister so-and-so. You got to pay her no mind. I know the Lord said, let the wheat and the tear grow together. At the end, he will do the separating. Yeah, he will. But come on now. Come on now. We can call them out. We can not just say, yes, that's just them. Oh, that's just how they act. That is a spirit. That is a spirit of dissension. We need to call that out. We need to, first of all, you need to be able to recognize it. That's number one. You have to be able to recognize that that's the spirit of dissension. We have to be able to recognize that this person, they do nothing but cause trouble. Mm, I'm not saying kick them out of the church, but don't sit there and allow them to continue to operate and to try to divide the people within. The letter was clear. The letter has set their boundaries. Put it in writing, put it in writing, put it in the church dictates. Uh, What is it? The um, what's the thing called? The, the 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 decree or whatever make a decree however just make sure those people know that this is not what we're here to do <clears throat> if you're not here to glorify god to edify god to further the mission then you can remove yourself they probably won't because most people most strongholds they don't want to give up that authority but hey don't just sit there and allow them to do it okay all right Verses 36 through 41. I know we skipped like 33 through 35, but that's just talking about how they were there um, for a while preaching and teaching. So now we're going to talk about the dissenters. I said Paul and Bartimus had a big falling out. Their falling out was about John. Paul didn't want to take John with them to the churches they've already established because he felt like John had abandoned the work. Therefore, he didn't need to be take part in seeing the fruit of the labor. He didn't want John to go. Whatever reasons, hey, it, this was a personal conflict. This had nothing to do with the work. This was not a mission-related conflict. This was not a biblical stance conflict. 
this was a personal, I don't want to work with him conflict. I don't want him to go conflict. And that's okay. That's okay. Again, that's okay. You can ha- you can have personal conflicts. There will be personal conflicts. But long as it's but leave it at that. Don't make it a mission related conflict. Don't make it a biblical stance conflict. What is what am I talking about? Okay. There are two different there are two different denominations that had a falling out about Acts 2 and 38. What's Acts 2 and 38? Let's go back and see. Acts 2 and 38 tells us. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what Acts 2 and 38 says. These particular people, well, these two men had a falling out on rather to baptize people in the name of Jesus Christ or the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. I just pause so you can get that for for the dramatic effect. Yeah. These two people had a falling out over Acts 2 and 38 and have created the two biggest denominations in Christianity today. Not going to say their name. Some of you already know. And if you don't know, you better go get your history. These two men had this falling out. So now you got these two different churches that don't even mix and mingle with each other because they fell out on a biblical stance. They fell out because of a biblical conflict. And so now you got one that strongly believes in Acts and 2 and 38. The other one is not that they don't believe in Acts 2 and 38. They just, um, it's not that serious, I would say, to make light of it. Is 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 there is just not that serious. They took an argument among each other and created two different denominations of Christians. They big denominations, but they are enemies because of a biblical stance of their founding fathers. This this is go this goes back to what I said earlier with the with the um the story about the man asking why did his wife cut the butt off the chicken? People don't ask questions because you're taught not to ask questions. You're taught not to challenge your leaders. You're taught not to ask about, you know, this or that. No, ask. Because if you get down to the meat of the thing, if we're all saying you must be saved and you must be born again and, and Jesus is, you know, the true savior, then what's the problem? What is the problem? But because we don't ask, because we don't know. And these two men, they're long gone and they're long dead. But we're continuing that division today to this day. We are continuing to divide. Uh, what, what someone said a while ago, I've heard someone says Sunday is the most divided day of the week. And it is not just because of, you know, black and white, but because division amongst mission related biblical stance conflict because we have conflict in the mission we have conflict in the biblical stance of things not that it was a personal conflict i just don't want to work with you that's fine it's a lot of teachers i don't want to work with there's a lot of people i don't want to work with but because we are put together i have to work with them. or if i have a choice i'll say hey i would rather not work with that person that's a personal thing 
That has nothing to do with the mission. They can teach. They can continue to do what they do. We all here for the students. I just don't want to work with them. Because personally, I just don't like them or I don't like what how they work. I like to work like this. They like to work like that. It has nothing to do with anything other than that is a personal conflict. We are still here to teach the kids. We are still here to help the kids get get a valuable ed- free public education. We're not dividing the mission. We're not it's not on a teaching stance. And so therefore, we have to be con- we have to be very cognizant of why we are the way we are or why we don't want to do something we don't want to do. Separation does not have to be death. When you are a dissenter and you're dissenting from someone else, it doesn't have to be a death because Barnabas and John Mark, it was his surname. They went on to do a work. Paul and Silas went on to do a work. Just so happened Barnabas is not mentioned anymore in the book of Acts, but that doesn't, excuse me, that doesn't mean he went off and I'm not, you know, and just threw the work and the mission away. No, he continued in his own way and Paul and Silas continued in their own way. And then it also made me have a rule of thought that as Paul was this great dissenter, Paul came in different. Come on, hello somebody. Paul came in different. He came in totally different from the disciples. He wasn't walking with Jesus when he was on earth. He came in when he got knocked off that horse and blinded by the light of God. And God spoke to him on the road to Damascus, on the road of Damascus. He came in different so God had a different that act let us know God had a greater work for Paul to do and more leaders for him to birth out so this leads to my thought that maybe his dissension was predestined maybe God had already knew that he needed him to get away from Barnabas for a time and because the work was so good or the team, the, the teamwork was so good between Paul and Barnabas, they enjoyed being together. God had to allow a dissension to come in between them in the, in the, you know, in the form of John to separate them. Because we're going to get into Paul's journey. Paul went and did some incredible things. So, again, to be a dissenter, to dissent. To have dissension among you, sometimes it's not a bad thing, but we must pray and ask God about that and see, not just take it on face value because it sounds decenter, divide, to separate. It sounds bad. It really do. But sometimes dissension is a, is God's way of having you to be unmoved in your purpose and intentions. You might be, you very well might lack emotions towards a thing. You're unbothered. And then he also don't want you to be bossed. He wants you to be so unbossed by others who may appear to have authority. Cause you remember, and was it what, 14 or 13? They called uh, Barnabas Zeus and Paul's Hermes because Paul was a speaker. So they gave Barnabas the Zeus power. Not to say that Barnabas had it, but again, you have to be unmoved, unbothered, and unbossed among people in certain things because maybe God intended it to be that way. Just think about it. 
But most importantly, pray about it. He that has an ear, let him hear. We hope you've been blessed by another episode of The Teaching Prophet. Don't forget to like, share, and or comment on whichever platform you are listening. We pray you tune in next time. God bless.